Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. Not often that we get to be joined by a father who is also a ex-professional football player, uh, Mr. Russell Davis. Um, I'm going to date myself a little bit here because I remember that defensive line that you played on when you were at uh, North Carolina, where you had, obviously, (laughs) where you had Greg Ellis, Vonnie Holiday. Greg yes. Ellis is always the one. Should the Cowboys have drafted Moss or Ellis or you know whatever yeah. the case may be? But we you've been around Dre football. Bly on there. Dre we Bly as well. Bly on, yeah, interception leader, my man. So you've been around football Absolutely. your whole life. Yeah, I have. I have. Um, it, it's just been a blessing to have played with so many like great guys, and we still keep in contact to this day. And you know, those are the kind of bonds that we've formed over the years. And even though guys didn't make it to the NFL, you know, they went on to have great careers, great fathers. So, you know, it's just so awesome to uh, get back in touch with those guys. And we all just sit around and we talk about our kids, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly about them. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's great. And then to be able to see Deuce going through the same thing and living out, you know, what I had done, it's just, it's just an awesome opportunity to watch this unfold. All right, let's circle. We're going to circle back to you because I got a lot of questions about your playing days as well. <laughs> um, but let's talk a little bit about Deuce because um, the couple coaches told me off, uh, you know, during the summer, they said, listen, I don't know if it's going to be this year or not, but Deuce is going to be a problem in this league. And both of them said each time that his get up off the ball, off the snap, is second or is is second nature and it's something you generally don't see when you watch your son out there what would you kind of talk about the strengths that you see out there oh well definitely his speed and his get off um ever since he's been little some of the main influences and i'm gonna date myself a little bit too uh, (laughs) one of the main influences is simeon rice when I mm-hmm. played with the uh, Cardinals, you know, he was a little bit before his time as far as like his get off and just his pass rush. But I just remember being like, wow, you know, he's an amazing athlete. And then, you know, you you sprinkle in a little bit of, uh, oh, my God, I'm going to draw a blank. Only uh, O.C. Human Yora when I played okay. with New York, Mike, Michael mm-hmm. Strahan, Justin Tuck. So it, it's a lot of players that I've played against or played with over the years that I'm like, when I have a son, this is what I think the NFL is heading. This is where I think uh, football is heading, um, you know, uh, to just to, to pass rush. You know, nowadays you have to be able to get to that quarterback. And that was something right. that ever since he was little, I never concerned myself about how much he weighed or how big he was. I knew that first step and that quickness of him getting off the ball was going to be where he made his money. So it was 
kind of drilled in him since he was a baby. I right. let my wife tell it. She would be pregnant with my son and I would just walk by her stomach and I would like shake it like, come on, get ready, pass for a swim move. <laughs> so he's been, unfortunate, he's been indoctrinated into this life before he ever knew anything about it. <laughs> Yo, well, and it's funny, too, because when you look at him from afar, you can also tell, too, that his body is going to take to weight training and it's going to take yeah. to weight training pretty quickly. I mean, some guys you can just tell. And again, not to flatter you, but you are an NFL <laughs> player. You can tell that they come from bloodlines right there. And Deuce is one of those guys when you watch him on the field that you can tell there's something a little different there. Yeah, he's he's going to be pretty good. Um, I'm excited when he puts on that weight and, and he develops. But. I think the funniest thing, and you know, it might be a little off, little off the beaten path. What you're talking about is that we go back and forth. Like I'll send him text messages, and I'm like, "Well, you could have done this better." And and the most recent one, he sent back, "Okay, Dad, I got it. You know, it's not high school anymore." Right. And I was like, "It's not high school anymore. Do you know who you're talking to? I know. I'm just trying to give you advice." So. <laughs> right. Did we we go back and forth. No, he was, it's, it's funny too, because he was always, and again, these same two coaches told me, they're like, we were happy that, you know, his recruitment played out the way it is because, you know, he, he could have played at a lot of different schools. And you look at what he did at just at Chandler and Chandler Hamilton. I mean, this is one of the biggest programs in the entire state, leads the state in sacks. Um, has he just always had that ability, Russell, to just kind of get after the quarterback? It seems like it now, but it's a lot of hard work that's gone into what he's accomplished. And, you know, in such a, I say, short term, uh, short time, um, you know, it's been years. We've always worked on the little things of pass rush, the things that in my game, I felt like, you know, had I known this, had I experienced it, had somebody shown me this, I would have been a better pass rusher. Because I always tell him, you know, when I played, it was more about the big guys and playing the run. You know, you're going right. to get Adrian Peterson. You're going to get 25 carries, so you better hunker down. But right. as I saw what I felt like where the game was headed, I knew pass rush was going to be important. So we would do small drills every day as a little bitty guy. Like I have pitch. I don't know if I sent you one of the ones we're in the backyard when he's mm. like four or five years old, and we're just working on little moves. So I wanted it to become second nature to him. So when he's out there and he's moving and grooving, he's not thinking about what should I do next? He's been there before. He's put his body in these situations. So, you know, it's just a, a lot of hard work goes into what you see on the field. And, you know, the years that, well, especially last year when he led the um, 6A mm -hmm. premiere in sacks, I, I know it's going to sound a little arrogant, but I knew coming into that year, that was always our goal. You know, junior right. year, I wanted him to do that. Senior year, I wanted him to do that. But I think senior year, he really, he believed in himself more than I did. So when he was out there playing, he just had the attitude that I'm the best on the field. You know, I'm going to make plays. I'm going to put the team on my back. And, you know, that's what I love watching his senior year and watching him develop like that. Now, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about defensive line play, because, again, you know a little bit about it. But two, uh, two things first. Four Peaks Brewery, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Check it out at Tempe location or our tap and bottle watch parties downtown. Uh, Scott and Rebecca, every U of A football away and uh, home away basketball and home game, we have watch parties down there uh, at tap and bottle. Again, Four Peaks Brewery. Check it out. Okay. Now, a guy that uh, I also was remiss in bringing up, Ebenezer Ekubon. So Yes, you, absolutely. You played, honestly, I mean, you look at it, you played on about as talented a defensive line as you could possibly come across. You got yourself, 
you've got Vonnie Holiday, you've got Ecubon, you've got Greg Ellis, all of these guys. What, did you know when you stepped foot on campus or was there some point when you're like, man, I'm dealing with something generational right here? Oh, my goodness. When did I know? You know what? At 47 years old, I think you look back at things and you realize, like, wow, I was in the moment of something great. I, I right. can tell you right now, as a young man playing with those guys, they're just your teammates. Those are your boys. You're hanging out and we're just having mm -hmm. a good time and we're kicking butt and taking names. So you don't really think about how important what you're doing to be ranked the number one defense in the nation two years right. in a row. Like you, you, you hear those things, but you're in the moment. Like it's one of the things that I use with Deuce is, you know, for so long I've been in the picture frame with him. And so to step back and see how he's developed and look at the entire picture is just amazing. And I feel like that's kind of what we did there at Chapel Hill. I feel like that's something that, you know, people are going to talk about for a long time. And, and it's funny because I, you know, just to kind of move right into what we're talking about, I see that same potential with the defensive line and, and some of those young boys that mm -hmm. they have that are going to come off the bench, those young freshmen. I just really, mm -hmm. I think they have the potential to really do something great. So, you know, I kind of keep stuff like that bottled up and I keep it to myself, but you know, I watch him play and I, I do, uh, do Ster or Deuce Lang. I was going to say Deuce Sterling. Mm -hmm. Right, Deuce Sterling <laughs> uh, Lang. Right. Yeah, Sterling Lang. It's funny when I say that because it sounds so weird. But, yeah, you know, we I played with some really great players. And uh, Julius Peppers was there as well. He was uh, mm -hmm. actually he was probably a sophomore when I was there. So he wasn't he even was on hooping the field, at the so. time, too. Yeah, no, he's always <laughs> been a football player, but he was one amazing hooper, though. Right. Now, tell me about the adjustment from your freshman to your sophomore year, because obviously you got a lot of young players, uh, you know, a lot of young freshmen this year. A lot of them are playing on offense. A lot of them are just being developed this year on defense. Tell me about the difference that just for you from your freshman to your sophomore year and just how different you were on the field. Uh, it's amazing. I mean, just first of all, the, your freshman year was just a, for me anyway. Right. <laughs> it, I needed I needed that red shirt year. I needed to calm down. I had way too much free time. I mean, you, you know how college is football players. Mm -hmm. I personified that my freshman year. I was like, wow, this is oh, it's great. Mom's not here. Dad's not here. I can run and go, you know. And so right. being red shirted for me gave me an opportunity to kind of settle down, understand what was expected of me get get uh get straight with my books and my grades so that what i did from my freshman year to my sophomore year the growth the education both on the field and academically were just so important for me and you know i thought coming into all this deuce would have been redshirted because that was kind of our plan right. let's say our plan that was kind of what i had in mind like mm -hmm. I, you know he need to put on some more weight i know you can do it you get in that weight room you spend a year you're going to be a problem. And for him to come out there and play as a freshman, I mean, it blew me away. Like it's, I sit at home with my wife and I'm like, you know, I, I just look at him and where he's at. And I'm like, wow, he's like a full year ahead of where I was at this time. I was a red shirted knucklehead running around campus, needed somebody to hold my hand. And here he is a freshman, got there in June. He's on the field. He's doing great in classes. Coach, I mean, it, it's just I, I, I love it. I love it as a father just to sit back and watch where he's at and, and just the road ahead of him. Now, I, a couple of the same two people told me, too, they said his maturity factor for a young man his age is just off the charts. You know, you get guys that come in here. And again, like you said, you're 18. You're kind of away from home for the first time. 
but <laughs> sticks to football, academics. Just has he always been a very focused young man? Uh, for the sake of this story, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you know, he's a, he's a typical kid. There's, I say there's nothing special about him. And what I mean by that is he's just a typical kid growing up in the house. He comes home. Matter of fact, he just came home Friday and we were in the basement and I come back down after he's gone. Every light in the basement's on. The bathroom light, the his his bedroom light, and I'm just yelling through the phone. What are you doing? So you know he he's a kid. He's you know, and I love that he's having a great time. But I just love the fact that he's mature enough and he understands. He keeps his eye on the prize. You know, he has a goal and there are things that he wants to accomplish. And he knows that because of me, because of his mom, we've always been on him, and I've always tried to instill in him, or the things that I see him doing that I know were problematic for me, I try to just take those away. Like, don't even do that. Don't go down that road. Please don't do that. So I guess I could give him some credit and say he actually listened to me. So it's yeah. working in school because, I mean, he's doing great academically. He's doing great on the field. He's loving life. He's enjoying himself. And I mean, he's just, he's living his best life right now. So, you know, for me and for the coaches to really constantly say that, you know, he's a good kid. He's somebody we can depend on. We don't have to worry about his grades. We don't have to worry. You know, he's right. disciplined. He's focused. Like, those are great compliments of a father. Those are the kind of things you want to hear people say about your uh, son. Now, let's talk a little bit about the recruiting process then. So, um, obviously, you play – people don't realize that it – and I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But between Chandler and Chandler Hamilton, over the last 20 years, you produced almost 20 NFL players right there. I mean, these these are factories right there. I mean, you've got the talent – the best talent in the state generally resides in the Chandler area. So, when when you're looking at – when you start getting recruited – what? How did the recruiting process play out, and how did Jed Fish start to get into the uh, start to get into the Davis family mix? You know, it, it was tough as a father because I knew who he was and I knew the type of player he was. But because you know certain outlets and people that are supposed to be the gurus and know everything about football, and you know they were like, "Well, he's a three star," and I'm like, three star!" Like it would just drive right. me crazy. I'm like. You know, basically, Deuce was like the fourth best defensive lineman in the state his senior right. year. And I'm like, what? Like, how right. is that possible? But, you know, uh, when Coach Fish came along and he really he saw in Deuce what I feel like I've seen in him all along. He knew what he was capable of. And they started they were the first team to come in and really start talking to him. And they talked to the family, which is something that I've heard you talk about. it. I think you've called it. Um, like lazy recruiting, when you just mm -hmm. grab like the low hang, it's easy to go out and get uh, exactly. transfers because you don't want to have to raise a kid, basically. But, you know, that was something that I felt like Coach Fish and his staff were really serious about. Like, hey, we see this kid and we know what he can do. So when they came in and they were one of the few, if only schools, to be honest with you, that even reached out to his mother, to me, yeah, even talked to his sister. The other schools were just go straight by us and, you know, go straight to his Twitter page. Hey, dudes, hey, dude. So, you know, right. for me, it was a as a father, it was kind of a respect thing um, that these coaches had a lack of. They weren't coming in and saying, hey, how you doing, Mr. Davis? I'm so and so from such and such school. We're really interested in your kid. If it wasn't for dudes coming and saying, hey, dad, this school reached out to me today. You're like, really? Like what happened to the respect factor? And so that was something that 
Coach Fish came in from day one and was very adamant about it. And he always kept us in the loop. And not that I'm one of those fathers. I need to know everything that you're doing with my but son. But you want to be in you want to be in the loop? Absolutely. He's 17, 18 years old. He's yeah. making, you know, some big decisions, you know, for his life. So I, as a parent, I would like to be involved and know what's going on. So, you know, for me, that was one of the things that very that really kind of drove me towards U of A. And it was, and plus it's close to home. You know, I can get to the games. Mom can see him play. And, and so there were like a lot of factors that went into it. But the fact that Coach Fish was one of, well, was the first team to come and talk to him, that just meant so much to him. It meant so much to our family. And they stayed on him the entire recruiting process, stronger than anybody else, obviously. Yeah, uh, 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 Kean Burnett's dad made an interesting point about the recruiting process. I wanted to throw off here, Chester, who played in the NFL as well. A couple quick reads, though. Game time is the official new or is the hottest new ticketing site for everything going. Uh, you can score the best deals on sports, concerts, shows, you name it. Save up to 60% off tickets. When you buy tickets last minute, it's great for you procrastinators out there. If you love PHNX, then you love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your link. Tickets through the link in the description. And Candlin, not all children have what they need to live a successful life. In Arizona alone, almost 30% of young children live in poverty, and more than 50% of those children are behind their peers before they even start kindergarten. Candlin, a Phoenix-based nonprofit, is on a mission to uh, support these children in any manner necessary. Check it out, Candlin.org. That's Candlin.org. All right. Chester Burnett uh, made an interesting point because his son, Kean, was committed to USC. And uh, he said after um, Kean flipped to Arizona, he said they started recruiting my son harder. He said it was interesting. He said generally when a kid commits that, you know, the coaches, all right, well, we've checked off that box. And he said yeah. he was. they were sending us birthday cards. They were sending us, you know, like anniversary. And I'm thinking to myself, how do they know all this stuff? Did you – was it kind of that constant type recruiting approach with uh, your son? You know, it's because we've been through it. We're a football family. Um, we we kind of know what to expect. It, I don't think there was anything that was just overwhelming. I think the one thing that may have been problematic through the whole recruiting process and, you know, to any young kids out there listening to this, it's like, trust your parents. Like, they're there to help you. They're not there to, to control your life, but you're making serious decisions for the rest of your life. And you know, you know, because dudes got to a point where, you know, it's like, I want to do this and I'm so proud. And I'm like, I get it, man. But, you know, these are these are adults. And I I don't want to use the word manipulators, but, you know, whatever. It's, you know, right. they know they how to agenda. massage. Right. They have an agenda and you're 17, 18 years old. So, you know, that's kind of the side of the recruiting process that I think, um, you know, sometimes that not sometimes I think parents need to be more involved into be a part of their kids' lives because, you know, sometimes these these coaches will say things to them to try to lead them to believe that, well, you know, this school doesn't really want you as much as they say they do. So, you know, I, the recruiting process is a, a little strange, but because, like I said, I've been through it, um, you know, obviously not from the social media era, very different right. now with social media. I mean, their, their Twitter account is like their LinkedIn page. I mean, you <laughs> go sure. in there, you can find, yeah, you can find out everything you need to know about these kids on there. So it's very different now for me. Now, all right, I want to oh, talk. How important, how important was it though? Like, cause you went through, you were a highly recruited kid, obviously played in the NFL. How much of that were you able to fall back on? And just from a, even though things are different, just, you know, the smell test, just understanding the way things are. Mm -hmm. 
it's very much the same thing. I mean, you just throw a bunch of Twitters and Facebooks and all this stuff around it, but it's stay at the at the heart of what it is. It's still you you know they're coming in. They're like, hey, what about this? What about that? And you know, I would be like, dudes, mm, don't believe that. That's just fluff. You know. So right. there were things right. that I could kind right. of maneuver him through. Like, don't believe that. And, they love you now, but as soon as you commit and sign your name on that piece of paper, it's like, all right, now we're on to next year's recruits. Right. So he he's very aware of what's going on, and he I don't think he su is surprised by too much. And if he is, afterwards he could say, you know what, my dad did talk about that. So you know he has a strong support system that will always be there to help him, and that he can lean on whenever he feels like I'm a little out of my depth right now. All right, real quick, more furniture, morfurniture.com. They've done a great job redoing the entire PHNX studios. Check it out, more furniture, again, morfurniture.com. You mentioned a support system there. Why don't you talk about your wife a little bit right there? <laughs> uh, what do you want to know? Um, I got to be <laughs> careful. She might be listening in. <laughs> no, I know, but I, I just watch, I just, you know, I just kind of watch just the interactions on Twitter and you can just tell that's a proud mommy right there. That is oh, a beyond absolutely. proud mommy right yes, there. Yes, yes. She, she gets on me about things, you know, when I'm texting him, she'll be like, well, why don't you just leave him alone? I mean, he's just a freshman and, and he's, you know, he's playing and there's not many. I'm like, well, he needs to do better. So very protective mom, very super proud of her son. Um, you know, and, and the funny thing is, uh, and we we talk about it in our own home, is that, you know, you hear about the football players, but the most decorated athlete in my home is probably my daughter. And she's at GCU. Like, she was a palmy, and she won, like, three state championships, you know, like, two-time All-American. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we always just it, – it's a, a very competitive household, but – Mom kind of keeps, she's the referee that comes in like, all right, okay, everybody just stop. Okay, dad, we get it. You played with leather helmets <laughs> on, but it's a it's a different era now. And I'm like, leather helmets, what are you talking about? So I have to pull stuff up on YouTube and send right. it to them. And I'm like, remember, I was pretty good myself. But right. yeah, mom is biggest fan. I think uh, last week we watched a game in the living room and we were just, what is he doing? What is, you know, we were just screaming at right. the TV. And I told her, I said, that's the most fun I've had watching a football game with anybody because you know football. Like, so right. we were yelling and arguing, but it was like, we made sense about what we were talking about. We weren't just pulling things out of the air. Right. No, exactly. And like I said, you watch her. I just I love watching just the passions of just the passion, especially your wife out there. You can just tell that she is so proud of her child, what what he's accomplishing. And on top of that, you know what I like? You guys are enjoying the ride. I think so many people don't realize, you know, and again, you played in the NFL, so you know this, but just how, you know, what a big deal it is to have a division one power five type athlete that you get to watch every single week on TV. Yeah. It is it's great. It's, um, you know, I get to raise my, my favorite, you know, football player. Like, right. since he was like a baby, I always knew, like, you're going to go to college. You're going to go play D1 football. You know, and then when I, it's just, I've always had these goals and these dreams for him. And then to sit in the stands and watch him play, and I still get goosebumps. And when he goes in the game, I'm hooping and hollering, and I'm zooming in with my camera, and I'm just like a super proud dad. And, I got my jersey coming in this week, so I'm super right. happy. <laughs> I got my 99 Deuce Davis jersey, so. <laughs> well, 99 has your wife's heart. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. been her uh, her thing since he was probably playing first, second grade football. So right. that's kind of her hashtag she's always had for him. And, you know, it's a typical little boy like, oh, okay, Bob. But 
he he loves his mom, and I'm sure the first time he gets a you know a big sack or a big play, and the camera's on him, all right, mom, I love you. You know, it's like don't worry about dad. We didn't spend any hours out in the hot sun, but no, he absolutely loves his mom. She loves him. She's very supportive of everything her kids does. Right. Very cool. All right. One last read. And our OGs enter the flavoring sweepstakes. One winner will receive three bags of OGs, a hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Sign up to go at GoPHNX or visit. Check out the link in the description. Must be 21 years older to purchase. Okay. Uh, Russell, what is I? what do you think Deuce's ideal weight is? Um, obviously, you know, he's still young in the game. He plays a different position than you, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is when you look at him and you say, you know what, that's that's where I think that he could really maximize all of his gifts without losing his explosion, et cetera. Mm, I think um, that too. Well, you mean for next year or just as his career? Just in general, throughout his college career, yeah. Um, I'd like to see him at that 235, 245 range. I think like a Chandler Jones or mm -hmm. I'm going to draw a blank now, the young man down at Dallas, uh, number 11. Uh, Micah Parker. Yes, I love watching him play. Like, yeah. those are the kind of guys that I look and I see Deuce as, like a 6'5", 245, 250 kind of edge rush that can, you know, still have that flexibility and that explosion. I think, like, the the big guys, like, I had to be 300, 310. Mm -hmm. You know, those, those guys are, I'm not going to say obsolete, but those guys are more three techniques and one techniques now. I mean, these guys now, they're expecting them to uh, – you know, to be able to rush the passer, to be able to drop into coverage. And, and it's kind of like I, I refer to basketball because we, we're a big basketball family, too. Dudes mm -hmm. play basketball with Team Harden. He's got a basketball build, for sure. Yeah, he, that's where good he, way, for, I, sure. for, for the longest time, I thought that was his love. And it was uh, it was it was going to hurt my heart. But, right. you know, as long as he was happy. But, it, you know, he's got that basketball build. He's always played. And it, it's just I'm sorry, I got I got sidetracked there. I started talking about basketball again. No, no, keep going, <laughs> keep was, going. This is about getting to, no, no. getting to know Deuce and you guys. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, no, but he he's played basketball, and I really thought that was going to be his love. And, and he 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 just it's like I guess for for me, football is becoming like basketball. I guess that's what I was trying to example I was trying to use there is that in basketball you no longer have a a true point guard. Right. You know, it's Position just you wins. want the best. Right, exactly. So you want the best players on the field. And I think that's kind of what football is becoming because you take a kid like Deuce, who's by all accounts too small. You know, he's always been an undersized guy, but he performs at such a high level. So I think it's just about getting your best players on the field and getting them in the position where they can be the most effective. So I've always wondered this in love before, uh, before we let you go. Does he understand what a badass his pops was in football? I always <laughs> no. I, I always wonder that with Division One athletes whose fathers played in the NFL. Do they realize what you accomplished in your life? No, I'm dad. I am 100% dad. I get the I get a bunch of lip. I get attitude. You know, it's always all oh, when you play. Like, what does that mean when I play? like you're playing back play? in the 50s? Right. That's what they make it seem like. But it's it's fine because you know I, I'm so excited for him and, and it's i've kind of looked forward to this for so long you know i i'm not one of those dads who has to be at the forefront of their kid's life like i want him to be out there i want him to shine because to me if he's shining then i'm shining because i'm his dad i helped him get there you know this is mom right. dad sister you have a whole family so i don't have to be out front like with 
you know, doing the interviews. Like I was telling my wife, like, I don't want to do the interview. This is about dudes. Let dudes get right. But she's right. like, no, you know, have some have some fun with it. But, you know, there are people out there that really like that a little, a little too much. Right. Russell, I can't thank you enough for coming on. We'd love to check back in with you this summer. This has been absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right. He's Russell Davis. I'm Mike Luke. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.